Okay, welcome to More to Come, PW Comic World's uh, weekly podcast on comics and graphic novel publishing. I'm uh, Calvin Reed, Senior News Editor at Publishers Weekly and Co-Editor of PW Comics World. And this week, um, uh, Comics World is uh, podcasting not quite from the floor of New York Comic Con, but very nearby. You know, we're kind of over it here in the press room. Uh, but I'm also fortunate to have um, Leila Acker, uh, VP of Publishing at Viz Media, uh, the biggest publisher of manga in the U.S. Uh, and now, these days, actually, um, in, in addition to publishing original content, um, uh, more than ever, uh, thank you for being on More to Come. Pleased to be here. Um, well, this has had a couple of announcements uh, just prior to um, uh, Comic-Con opening up. Um, the Viz catalog is going to be available on the uh, through the Kindle, the Amazon Kindle store. Uh, and, and Viz... Viz Media Europe uh, is going to have some titles. Uh, it's titles on Comixology. This is kind of a big change for Viz, and we'd love to hear more about it. Okay. Well, the Kindle um, deal, obviously, we're really excited about. Um, October 1st, we put the uh, entire balance of our catalog online, so that's 1,500 volumes yeah. mm -hmm. um, that are now available. We had had our books available on a Kindle app previously, but this uh -huh. is now the first time that we're actually in the Kindle store, and um, the timing of it, uh, I think, is great because it is, we're really, really seeing, you know, not just with, with Viz, but just with comics publishing overall, the, the real flourishing of this content being available in more digital formats than mm -hmm. ever, um, mm -hmm. in more places than ever. Mm -hmm. So, yes. you know, for, for Viz US, uh, we had obviously been up on, on several um, different platforms before. This is another expansion to what is already a very robust digital publishing program. Viz Europe now, um, their big announcement was, as you noted, they uh, just struck a deal with Comixology, um, which is, I think, going to be Obviously, great for you know the European fans. Um, the this is French language material. This is French so this language. Is sort of a test for this. Should it's, we look at it that it's way? It's sort or? of a test. I mean, the big, the, the the main thing about Europe and the main difference, obviously, with the United States is that you have the multilingual and multinational aspect that comes in. Um, for us, you know, we release our, our books and it goes all over the United mm -hmm. States and all over Canada, and we don't have to worry about yep. it being in other languages. <laughs> um, so, you know. Starting out with the French language um, publishing with Kaze's, you know, publishing um, obviously I think is going to be the first step um, in mm -hmm. a lot of ways. And aside from the language difficulties, um, publishing digital in Europe and publishing period in Europe is different because each country has their own regulations uh -huh. about how books and digital books can be sold. I see. Cool. So you can't just like push a button and make it available simultaneously in Germany and France and uh, Portugal. You have to... They go country by country? They go country by country yeah, yeah. and you have to obey. Mm -hmm. Each country has different mm -hmm. regulations on how books mm -hmm. can be sold. Uh -huh. So that's the big difference there. Um, great news that, that, that Viz Europe finally um, has managed to, to get that process underway mm -hmm. and uh, you know we're all looking forward to seeing yeah. you know what happens. I mean, uh, in the past, Viz has kind of handled all of its own retail yeah. uh, digital for digital comics. Yeah, and Viz, Viz US um, handled all of our, our, our own material because very early on um, in the process, uh, you know, which is now ancient history, all of two years ago, um, we uh, <laughs> things move fast in the digital move world. Fast. You know, two two years ago in calendar, which was you know twenty years ago in digital, um, we uh, the unique challenge of manga was frankly just the format problem. Mm because everybody immediately... Reading you know, right to left? Reading right to left, but also the graphic content. Like, uh, you know, at that point, everybody's mm -hmm. like, well, why can't you put this up on Kindle? Why can't you put this up on Nook, you know, an iPad? And, and 
at that time, these devices did not have the capability to display our content. I see. Not mm -hmm. just in the reading direction, but mm -hmm. the screens were not of sufficient resolution to mm -hmm. show graphic content. Mm -hmm. So we looked at that and we said, okay, well, we want to do this now. These devices aren't totally suited to our particular kind of content right now. So we had, literally, it was like, if we want to do this, we got to build yeah, it ourselves. It mm -hmm. yeah. So that's what we did. Uh, I am curious about how, uh, I assume, is this this content going to be available on, say, the uh, Paperwhite, the Kindle Paperwhite, or is this strictly for the Kindle tablet um, devices? It is for it, it. It is best displayed on the Kindle tablet devices. Sure. Obviously, I'm you know sure. those with that resolution. You know that's how you would want to consume yeah. it. Um, it is the content is available on some of the black and white, you know, devices, and I don't, I, I don't want to say which particular models yeah, because heard, I don't know off the top I've of my head. I've heard the so. panel white. Mm -hmm. uh, does a much better job mm -hmm. of displaying e-ink devices, mm -hmm. in my experience, yeah. are substandard. Yeah. Yeah. For uh, certainly for manga, um, yeah. but the panel white is a much higher resolution yeah. e-ink screen. So yeah. it's definitely we'll see. come. It's definitely come a long way. I mean, and again, you know, when we were looking at this initially a couple of years ago, you know, we met with um, all the major players in there, and you know, I'm not saying anything you know secret here but just that we looked at the resolution problem and and we said we can't yeah you know as 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 a fan and as a reader yeah. myself you know i was oh, like this yeah. is not i i wouldn't yeah, want to put this i've out, seen it so, i've seen some stuff know. and yeah um but they've definitely yeah. come a really so. long way and the devices right now are you know every almost all of them are and that's kind totally of the, the story sufficient. of technology everything yeah. is getting better all the time and faster. Yes, and faster, and faster. So, so uh, what, what other things uh, can we expect out of Viz uh, at New York Comic Con? Well, um, we are going to have on the publishing and animation side, we're going to have our, our new content licenses, um, cool. and there's some really great stuff that's in there. I wish I could share it at this point, okay. but I can't. Uh, that's I, okay. We're, we're in advance of the uh, the, yes. of the panel, so yes, I understand. Yes, the, Our marketing guys would, okay. would kill me, um, but, uh, you know, that's that. I'm really looking forward mm -hmm. to seeing the fans' reactions yeah. to that. Um, we'll have uh, some additional announcements about um, on the animation side about uh -huh. uh, ty you know the types of, of um, I guess I guess at this point we call it content delivery. Like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I, was I, guess, trying, yeah. I was like streaming. How do I put this? Like sure. content delivery. <laughs> I, on, and um, I neglected to mention, of course, yeah. that this is an uh, anime distributor as well. Yes. Yes. So. Yes. So just as um, obviously that's not my particular mm -hmm. bailiwick, but um, just as we have been, you know, expanding the digital side on, on the publishing side as, as fast as we can, animation has gone even faster than uh -huh. we have. Um, mm. So through both Viz um, Animation and Neon Alley. Mm. Yeah, oh, that's know, of course, yes. And I, we've, yes. Uh, there's, it's, it's really mm. been amazing to, to see how fast yeah. that's gone. So um, there will be some news on that. Um, yeah, so uh, a lot of good stuff coming down the pike. Well, you guys launched uh, Perfect Square in mm -hmm. San Diego. Yes. What's been the reception? Um, uh, your new kids imprint yes. doing manga, but much more. Yes, um, the reception was great. Um, I think as, as, you know, is noted frequently um, by many different parties, you know, not only um, uh, parents, but educators, retailers, librarians, um, kids appropriate content in the comic sphere is is there's a lot of fantastic stuff coming out from a lot of really great publishers but there can there, there's still the, that hunger for that content is yeah. still there um, so when 
people are presented with a new venue for saying, oh yeah, here's going to be this new content, you know, they're they're very excited because yeah. it, it just means more good books, you know, for kids. Um, so the Perfect Square thing came about because we had been publishing content for children. Um, and, and children of all ages, mm. I, I have to hasten to, to, to add, um, <laughs> uh, primarily through uh, Pokemon um, and Legend of Zelda, which, you know, were the tie-ins. Mm-hmm. And uh, we, I guess it was about three to four years ago, we were looking at the children's space um, for comics and saying, hey, you know, there's, there's room here. Mm-hmm. Um, with the infrastructure that we had at Viz, you know, we already know how to make these things, so let's start making them for kids. Um, so we, we created this new imprint, Perfect Square, um, that all, you know, that does our licensed products, so we'll continue to publish Pokemon and Zelda and, and whatnot through them. But we've also started doing um, original content production for uh, working in partnership with some really, really fantastic brands. Um, there is the books that will be coming out that are... Um, you know, tied into to kind of global reach brands when we're talking about things like, you know, Hello Kitty, mm-hmm. you know, with Voltron and, and whatnot. But then we're also um, starting to do, uh, you know, some very, very beloved kind of, you know, mass properties like, um, you know, Ugly Doll, you know, mm-hmm. being one of those and uh, working with Mattel on things like, you know, their Max Steel mm-hmm. line mm-hmm. And, and Ben 10. And uh, cool. it's just, yeah, it's expanding, you know, really rapidly. And we've been seeing a really, really wonderful response. Yeah. Great. Um, and quickly, uh, you know, we were both at the ICV2 um, Comics Ahead conference. And certainly one of the things that came out of the white people that, you know, the manga sector seems to be uh, on the rebound. Yeah. Growing through the third quarter and uh, and graphic novels in general. So that's really great to see. Yeah, it was. I mean, we, you know, no lie for that period starting, you know, after the economic crash in 2008, you know, I think that we and and a lot of publishers and a lot of retailers, you know, suffered from that. Yeah, it's been a tough few years. It was a tough few years and then Borders went under and Walden went under. A key um, for the the manga market for sure. Yeah, yeah. Borders was... A huge, you know, percentage of our business, mm. and um, so we knew that, you know, there's nothing we can do about it. I mean, we just kind of had to hunker down yeah. through that period. But yeah, there was there was a couple of white knuckle, yeah, you know, years in there. Um, and unfortunately, you know, there were casualties to that. You know, Tokyo Pop is gone, Gokami is gone, mm-hmm. like you know, and um, thankfully we managed to make it. And honestly, this year um, is looking really good. We're up. You know, Great. this has been mm-hmm. the first time in, in several years that, that we've seen sales increases. And knock on wood, well, it's keep good. going. It, it, it's good for manga fans, yeah. uh, and it's good for the industry as a whole. Yep. Uh, and, well, this has been terrific, but we'd like to end it up the, by finding a little bit more about, mm-hmm. you know, Layla the person. <laughs> oh, no. uh, or, or certainly the book person. Yeah, what, what's your right. background in publishing? Uh, my background in publishing was um, I started out in, in what I like to call straight publishing, um, <laughs> or as Greg called it yesterday, civilian publishing. Um, and I, uh, before you moved into deviant publishing? Before I moved into deviant publishing, the see me underworld of comics. No. Um, I actually got my... Um, I started working in bookstores. My first bookstore job was when I was 17 years old. And um, where are you from originally? Originally, I'm from St. Louis. Mm -hmm. Um, So I was working in a couple of really great independents there. Sadly, both of which are gone um, now: Library Mm -hmm. Limited and Westport. Um, And then came to New York when I was 18, um, and I uh, worked in Barnes and Noble. Actually, opening, I was on the the staff of the first superstore on 86th Street. Oh, cool. which in retrospect was exciting and kind of, you know, 
indicative of some transitions in the industry mm -hmm. at the time. Indeed. Um, <laughs> you know, <laughs> so, right there at uh, all of these key moments. Yeah, <laughs> it was it was interesting. Yeah, call me the the zealot of good and bad in some ways. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so I worked for them and then ended up managing. Um, a bookstore downtown, uh, an independent called Postman Books, which is oh, on sure. University mm -hmm. Place, mm -hmm. um, sure. working with uh, their tremendous, tremendous buyer, Robert Fader, who is still, you know, mm -hmm. doing all their um, buying operations. And then I transitioned into straight publishing. Um, got a job at Alfred A. Knopf uh, as Not an editorial assistant. Yeah. yeah, it was it was fun, and um, spent about the next ten years at Knopf yeah. and Random House, and oh, then cool. uh, and then gave into my inner geek. And did I ever yeah. interview you or anything? I mean, I don't recall. You know, Probably I've not. I've been in this know? business yeah. far longer than I care to <laughs> care to say. But so we, yeah, we had to be yeah. parallel at yeah. some point. I mean, it's it's you know if you're in the industry long enough, you end up overlapping yeah, yeah. with people. Like yeah. I like Ku Lang, you know, at Diamond. Yeah, sure. He and I at one point after years figured out that we had overlapped there. Yeah, yeah. You know, okay. For <laughs> a certain amount of years, but um, that's what hey. happens. Right. Yeah. Uh, well, look. Thank you very much for uh, talking to uh, yeah. uh, the more to come audience. It's my and, pleasure. Uh, and have a great show. Yeah. Thanks, Kevin. Yeah. Welcome to More to Come, PW Comic World's um, weekly podcast on comics and graphic novel publishing. I'm Calvin Reed, Senior News Editor at Publishers Weekly and co-editor of PW Comics World. And we're uh, recording this podcast live, uh, not quite from the floor of New York Comic Con 2013, because the floor is not open and I only have a media pass and not an exhibitor's pass, but at the... Uh, at the uh, the press room above the floor as people scurry around uh, getting ready for, uh, I guess, the consumers to come into the show at 3 o'clock today. But uh, I was uh, lucky enough to be able to, have to sit down for a few minutes to talk with Mary Morimoto, who um, has um, the unusual superpowers of being both both uh, a translator of Japanese manga and a veterinarian. So um, thank you, uh, thank you, Mari, for giving some time to more to come, our podcast. No problem, Calvin. Um, well, first off, can you tell us a little bit about uh, how you came to be a veterinarian and a manga translator? Um, it's actually a really bizarre story, and I don't know if I could do it in a few succinct minutes. But uh, try. <laughs> yes. Um, well, I grew up a manga reader. I'm um, mm -hmm. born in Japan, grew up in New York, mm -hmm. and ah. I always wanted to be a vet. So okay. wanting to be a vet started earlier. Okay. Uh, but I always grew up reading manga that my cousins from Japan sent me uh -huh. in the original Japanese. Mm -hmm. um, this was back in the 80s when there wasn't much out there yet, sure. mm -hmm. uh, translated to English. And I started hanging out at conventions, which at the time, again, were Star Trek conventions where yeah. there was one or two mm -hmm. little booths um, mm -hmm. dedicated to manga and anime and a whole lot of illegal stuff, too, I have to say. Um, then mm -hmm. I ended up uh, going upstate to Cornell mm -hmm. for college. And I just have to say I was at the right place at the right time. I met um, my major advisor had also been the PhD advisor for Matt Thorne, oh, who sure. is one mm -hmm. of the sure. first generation sure, yeah. mm -hmm. manga translators. And through Matt, I got work with Viz. Uh -huh. And my first uh, project actually um, as a professional was Maison Ikoku by mm -hmm. Rumiko Takahashi. Mm -hmm. And as they say, the rest is history. Yeah, and I would say, well, that's for sure. I mean, just looking at your resume here, you, uh, I mean, you're translating the hottest titles there, Naruto, Inuyasha, Dragon Ball, uh, and, and others um, for a wide variety of publishers. Um, how have you fared uh, during the last few years as the manga category kind of hit a wall? 
Um, there was oversaturation, a uh, kind of a crash. Uh, how have you fared uh, as a translator? I have to say um, I feel very lucky mm -hmm. uh, having been able to work with the top publishers on the top projects mostly purely by luck I have to say <laughs> and um, also I mean I have the I don't really call it my day job maybe my other day job of being a veterinarian <laughs> really helps you really um, do both really almost I do equally, huh? I yeah. do I'm what's known really as a per diem veterinarian which means I fill in at other veterinarians offices when they take vacation they go to oh, conference or unfortunately sometimes if they're ill yeah I, have, I, I fill in so I don't have an office of my own per se mm -hmm. and um, even though I started manga translation professionally before I was a professional veterinarian I did um, go on to get my license and and practice so mm -hmm. In that sense, I don't rely on the translation as a full-time job. Living in New York City, I don't think I can. Yeah, really? So, is it? Yeah, well, not to be the pry, but is, is translation, you know, a lucrative business, or or can you at least make a living as a full-time translator? Japanese English translation, yes, but not in manga publishing. Ah. Manga publishing, just like the rest of publishing, is a very kind of skirting the mm -hmm. bottom line type of business. I see. So. I do know some of my fellow translators do do it for a full-time living, but they tend to be independently wealthy or have <laughs> okay. spouses who yeah, are right. in other fields. Mm -hmm. um, and I don't, I, I don't want know anyone, or they, and they also live where the cost of living is lower. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm from New York City. I came back to New York City. I love New York City, but there is a high cost of living. So I, I definitely think as... If I weren't a veterinarian, I probably would have found other work to supplement the manga translation during the last couple of years. So what? Yeah. So um, so what have you been doing? Who have you been translating for the last couple of years? So Besides in addition the ones to I this, yeah. mm -hmm. um, I was managed to uh, have contacts with Kodansha in Japan, and they introduced me to Kodansha USA mm -hmm. when they started a few years ago. I've also been fortunate enough to work with Vertical. Uh-huh, yes, yeah, so and some great stuff. Yes, and uh, most recently with Yen Press. So who, what, what, which, uh, what series are you doing for Vertical, and what are you doing for Yen Press? Uh, Vertical, I actually finished all of my um, work, but I did Ayako and Book of Human Insects, both of which were drawn oh, yes. by two extraordinary, uh, Tezuka. Tezuka yes. yes, and that was a great honor to me because, mm -hmm. um, of course, to all of us in, in the genre, sure. he's the god. He is the god of manga, without a doubt. So, and then... Even to people like us who are... I'm, I'm, I'm a newbie to manga, but exactly. I'm... Uh, I'm, uh, I'm Truly appreciate the, the. I try to anyway to, to yes. appreciate the, the the whole category. And most most current artists will. He's one of the names that they mention as an inspiration. Mm -hmm, of so. course. Mm -hmm. And then um, I also did a shoujo series called Limit for mm. them, and I believe the last one just came out this summer. Uh -huh. Then for uh, Yen Press, uh, it's actually not yet out. It's uh, the first volume would be out in December, but it's called Bloody Cross, mm -hmm. and it is a Square Enix title. Uh -huh, sure. mm -hmm. um, but it's kind of a it's it's a fun story about uh, vampires and demons and angels and uh, holy war mm -hmm. okay. uh, over some relics. Sounds like a rich tapestry of manga topics. Yes. <laughs> um, um, what, what is there anything else you're seeing in the manga market right now that looks interesting to you or exciting to you? Um, 
in Japan or in the U.S.? Uh, in the U.S., but even perhaps something in Japan that we might be seeing in the U.S. soon. Well, I'm hoping, um, as as many of, of the listeners may know, manga in the manga industry in Japan is huge. It's it's yes. essentially the prose market just with pictures. Yes, it's um, mammoth. People have no idea. The age range, <laughs> the genres, they span mm-hmm. all ages, all categories, mm-hmm. and we only see a drop in the bucket here in the U.S. If I'm not mistaken, it's a multi-billion dollar industry Correct. in Japan alone. Correct. Whereas the entire American comic book industry is about $700 million. Right. And then manga's a and manga is a tiny in the yes. American market, a tiny piece of that. So yeah. I, we're starting to see more of these non-traditional, at least in the U.S. Mm-hmm. genres, coming over, uh, food and cooking-related manga, yes. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, such as Drops of God, yes. Oishinbo, mm-hmm. and then um, some sports, more anime the manga, but like mm-hmm. Ice Shield Twenty One, which is about yes, which American is football fun. in Japan. Yeah. yeah, I've always been amazed by that. I'd, yes, I think there was a football market in Japan. Exactly, uh, and, and this is already a couple of years ago. Yes. But mm-hmm. uh, Hikaru no Go, yes, did yes, one of my well. favorites. As a matter yes. of fact, yes. But there's actually quite a few um, other kind of related sports game mm-hmm. entertainment manga that I'd really like to see and then close to my heart especially mm. there are a couple of manga that are about veterinarians mm-hmm. and about veterinary oh, yes, education there are a couple. Yeah, yeah. yes mm-hmm. so I'm I've, what's the I've, one the, the adorable dog what is there I might comp- I, I don't know that one but the one I'm thinking of in particular the translated title would be the animal doctor and okay. it actually follows two boys mm-hmm. from their mm-hmm. s- the end of their high school to when they graduate from uh, H University, which is essentially Hokkaido University. Mm-hmm. And the artists actually spent a couple months there following the students and professors. So the art's realistic, the content's realistic, uh-huh. and it's got cute animals. I mean, I won't say no more. <laughs> exactly. But I'm having trouble selling the title because it was from the 90s. And uh, I see. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe one day. Mm-hmm. Well, let me ask you this: Can you give our listeners kind of a kind of a short rundown of what the process say for you? You know, uh, translating. Well, since uh, we're here at New York, New York Comic Con, mm-hmm. um, usually at one of these conventions, I tend to renew my contacts with the various publishers, mm-hmm. uh, especially the ones that are not local to wherever the convention's at. And I see if there's a new project coming up. I go to the panels to find out what they're working on because I could be like, oh, do you have a translator on this title yet? This mm-hmm. sounds interesting. Once um, all the legalities have been mm-hmm. and formalities have been uh, gone through, they'll send me. And what I usually ask is that they send me all of the available Japanese volumes um, mm-hmm. as possible because I'd like to read ahead, even if it's an ongoing series. Yeah. Then we set deadlines, at least for the first one or two volumes. Mm-hmm. I uh, sit at my laptop mm-hmm. um, and with uh, dictionaries, now these days online dictionaries, mm-hmm. I punch out a script. Mm-hmm. I mail it in by the deadline mm-hmm. or email it in, as mm-hmm. it were. And then sometimes there's a lot of feedback and back and forth in regards to tweaking things. Uh-huh. Sometimes it just ends up in on their desk and, and I don't know what they've done with it until I see the final product. Oh, really? Interesting. Uh, one of the most fascinating things I think maybe for readers is the process I go through with Naruto mm-hmm. because we are um, 
we do publish simultaneously yes. in print in Japan and digitally here in the U.S. So that's a pretty tight turnaround. I usually have anywhere from 24 to 48 hours to well, turn around a chapter. Because I've written very extensively about uh, Viz's efforts in mm. publishing simultaneously sure. in Japan because I think it's obviously critically important for the category for lots of reasons. The fans love it and because they want to read what the and Japanese fans are reading. And, and absolutely, yeah. to cut down on yeah. piracy. So it's very interesting to meet someone who's actually intimate to the process. Yes. So you really uh, oh, have it, to move it. Oh, it's a sharp turnaround. <laughs> and yeah. I always joke because um, we get... And it's funny because it's literally, I, I don't know the proper publishing term, but it, I call it a blueprint mm -hmm. because the the art is actually in blue ink. The blue pages. I mean, I, blue it, pages. I think that's probably... Accurate. Uh, yeah, yeah. So I get the blue mm -hmm. pages before it even mm -hmm. um, is in print in Japan, obviously. Yeah. And so I'm working um, off of what I'm assuming is going to be the final print. And then... Fortunately, it's chapter by chapter, so we're talking anywhere, mostly 17 pages, at most 21 pages. Mm -hmm. So it's it's not undoable, but because Shonen Jump in uh, in Japan is is printed every Monday, and they want the next week's stuff by the Monday that the previous episode mm -hmm. is in print, I could get the the draft anywhere from at the very earliest I think Thursday night mm -hmm. at the very latest Monday morning but I always have to hand in the script sometime on Monday I mean even if you get it on Monday yes holy moly <laughs> well <coughs> well you're obviously a professional uh, you gotta be <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's really amazing uh, but it's really exciting that uh, actually to, to talk to someone in the process mm -hmm. Because I have wondered, man, how do they turn this thing around? But they're but they're doing it, and this is really kind of the future of manga in the North American market. To be I able think to it's going to have to be, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, look, why don't you? Uh, what are you going to be doing here at New York Comic Con? Because I know you're going to be interpreting for some panels. That can is you, correct. Can you give us a, an outline? Because this this we're hoping to get this podcast up pretty soon. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm actually got a fairly light schedule compared mm -hmm. to a, a usual convention. Mm -hmm. But tomorrow, Friday, or would it be today, yeah. Friday? Uh, well, don't worry about. It. Yeah, we'll, okay. we'll worry about that. On but Friday. On Friday, yeah. At twelve thirty. Uh, <laughs> okay. In um, sunrise who is the production company that has uh, done Gundam, mm -hmm. Tiger and Bunny, and many, many other titles, mm -hmm. uh, will have their official announcement panel. Okay. And in the last few years, it's it's they've worked a lot on Tiger and Bunny, but this year we're actually focusing on Gundam. Oh, okay. It's mm -hmm. going to, uh, the 35th anniversary is coming up, I believe. Mm -hmm. And so they're, even in Japan, they're hoping for, uh, to put out some, some new and exciting stuff. Mm, great, all right. And then uh, also on Friday at five, I believe five, five o'clock. And then again at, um, on Saturday, Wikia, which is actually one of the sponsors of New York Comic Con this year, are presenting two panels with master, ma masters of, of anime and manga. And we've got such guests as uh, Mr. Mariyama, who was uh, formerly of Madhouse Productions, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, Kazuo Koike um, oh, of Lone right. Wolf and Cub. Actually, I didn't realize he was here. Yep. That's awesome. Yeah. And um, also Crying Freeman. Mm -hmm. And yes. then um, Takashi Okazaki and several other like masters and I'm yes, actually yes, a little yes. nervous about that because <laughs> I've never been with so many legends in yeah. one room together. Yeah, well for those yeah. of you who are, aren't familiar, these are really some of the biggest names uh, in manga. So yeah. 
Uh, well, uh, that's exciting. Obviously, uh, you're at the top of your game uh, in many ways. I'm trying. Okay. All right. <laughs> Well, look, uh, look, that's uh, that's really awesome. Thanks for giving us some time, um, Amari, and um, uh, have a great Comic Con. And I hope to see you know a bunch of fans at each of the panels I'll be at. All right, all right. Thank you very much. Thank you. Yeah.